What's up, classmates? Today's podcast episode is a class discussion recorded March 30th on Instagram Live with Leslie and Nick, founders and partners of Midday Squares. Midday Square is the first functional chocolate bar. It's everything a chocolate bar isn't and everything a protein bar wishes it was. The chocolate bars are all made entirely with superfoods, raw ingredients, vegan, gluten-free, organic, and all the good stuff. Not to hype this up, guys, but these chocolate bars are unreal. Uh, we finished about four boxes of these on our trip to Toronto uh, a few weeks ago. And I gotta say, like the packaging, the taste, the concept, the brand, the people behind it, like the whole brand ethos of Midday Squares is surreal. It's, it's honestly super special what they're doing right now. And I'm super happy to have this discussion with these guys and to just document their journey because they've only started two years ago and they've already sold over 1 million chocolate bars. What's fascinating about this story is that Leslie, Nick, and Jake all have completely different backgrounds, but what they do have in common is their entrepreneurial spirit. These guys are the real deal. They gave such a beautiful background story of how they all came together, how this whole brand came into fruition, and just the amount of experience they all have in their fields before tackling this project this is going to be a very valuable podcast for any entrepreneurs or for anyone that has ideas that wants to bring their ideas to life this story is super inspiring so tune in guys make sure to check out all our previous class discussions available on all streaming platforms two new episodes every week if you guys are looking to get some new music check out our dean's list playlist updated with 15 new tracks from the classmates guys stay safe stay healthy Stay creative, much love, peace. What's up, Hello. guys? What's up? What's up? What's doing, guys? Jake's not with us tonight, but... Uh, it's all good, it's all good. It's all good. What's up, guys? What's doing? We're good, man. We're good. We're excited to do this. So yeah, so are we. Super yeah, fun. Man. Actually, just I actually just like did like a like a run around the uh, condo to get hyped for this. That's that's not even. Oh, yeah? <laughs> he was like getting all pumped up. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's been a long day. I want to bring the energy to this. That's thing. it, bro. I appreciate that, man. Just a quick story before starting. Uh, we we like ran through the whole four boxes and like that whole weekend in Toronto. <laughs> and, uh, when we got back, it was uh the whole um, uh, quarantine started. Yeah, and we, we found one bar left and uh, it's just been sitting in our fridge and like every day I'm like tempting to fucking eat it and yeah. to. I'm like, yo, midday. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know I, I got you. Whatever you need, you let me know. Yeah, but, but uh, finally I'm like, no, we'll, we'll keep it for the live, you know, we'll keep it for the live. So we wanted to just eat like half at the beginning. It was and, so uh, hard to keep it for today. You guys have no yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Troll, we'll eat the, the other half. So Amazing. Yeah. story Amazing. of my life started off like this. You guys want to tell us who you are? and what you do and what uh, Midday Square is for, for the people that don't know on our side. 
My name is Leslie Carls. I'm co-founder and CEO of Midday Squares. Um, mm -hmm. We run a functional chocolate company, started about two years ago. Um, Nick, you want to do a little introduction of who you are? Yeah. Hi, yes. <laughs> My name is Nick Saltarelli, uh, also known as Leslie's husband. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really just uh, at the company to push some paper around and make sure that we're bringing her vision to life. Don't listen, don't <laughs> listen to him. He does a lot more than paper push. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, That's but the idea for the company is super simple. I mean, uh, you know, we just want to, we always ask ourselves, what if Hershey started today? What would that company look like? Like what, mm -hmm. what a chocolate company that was making fun, better for you chocolate look like? So. When you look at chocolate, I mean, you had a big rush in the bean to bar movement. So you had all these companies out of New York City that were making like, you know, prestigious, Artisan, yeah, artisanal, artisanal yeah. prestigious chocolate at like $8 right, yeah. plus. Which is a crazy process. Yeah, crazy yeah. process, great. But that was what was happening in that market. And then when you look at confectionery chocolate or like the confectionery kind of like, division, uh, you know, I have a, a craving for some sugar. There was nothing really happening in that area hmm. in terms of chocolate. And so- It's a traditional brand. Yeah, so Midday Squares is really our take on what a chocolate company looks like uh, that started in 2020. Yeah. Man, can you guys go back at like how this all started? Like with all your backgrounds, because I, I feel like that's so special about you guys' stories. Like everyone yeah. has a different background. Different personality too, right? So can you talk about maybe Thanks. your background, Jake's background and- yeah. So, I mean, this has kind of been 10 years in the making in the sense like we're, we're all three of us are entrepreneurs. Uh, we always have been with very different journeys to how we got here to Midday Squares. Mm -hmm. um, like wildly different. Wildly, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, wildly. But, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, okay, so um, I actually always wanted to be an actress. And no, not a lot of people know about me, but I've done a lot of stuff. Like I've done a lot of voice animation and I've done TV. Les has more certificates <laughs> than, than like 90% <laughs> of the planet. I'm no, a GC, not even, not even a joke. <laughs> I'm a GC, I'm a general contractor. Culinary I'm, chef school. I have a forklift license. What? Uh, <laughs> I, I, the list goes on, like uh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, voice actor for for uh, Techna Fairy Winkles or whatever. Winks, Winks. <laughs> I mean, we could go, it's ridiculous. No, her but, her but, resume but is ridiculous in, in the best possible way. I made it to New York City. And when I was, I just turned 18, I got to New York City and I was studying at the Neighborhood Playhouse School of Theater. Um, and I, I did about one year there and then I realized, oh, hey, like, I'm not sure if this is my path. And I, I kind of lost myself, which was crazy because I was so sure about being an actress that I kind of got really shook after my New York experience being like, oh wow, what am I gonna do with my life? I'm not, I've lost the passion for this. And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go be a chef. Um, and I went Whoa. to Vegas to check out the culinary school there. Cordon Bleu, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I came back and um, so I, I, I actually worked for a restaurant before um, thinking, okay, am I gonna go or not? Because <laughs> I wanted to know what it was like to be in a kitchen. And I quickly realized that I actually, it wasn't for me. You know, um, it's, it's it, being in a kitchen is very different than what I'm doing today, but yeah. it's but still make, Yeah, make no mistake, Les is a culinary at heart. Yeah, I mean, exactly. before we even went on this uh, call right now, like she made the most uh, incredible veal 
uh, Parmesan with her own take on how she did the like. I mean, she's she, she's a culinary at heart. I mean, right. I, 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 that's it. Like I love cooking, and I only really got to experience that once I I moved out and I lived on my own. Um, but all to say, I circled back after that to fashion. That's where I met Ben, and yeah. um, right. And uh, that, yeah, for the, for the people that don't know, I used to intern for for Leslie. Yeah, ben, I, I still find that the craziest story. Ben came to my house in my basement. <laughs> And, and, and I remember I asked Ben to sign an NDA and he's like, whoa. And he like took it home and his dad was like, this is a bit sketchy. And I was like, I had to tell him like, Ben, this is not sketchy. Like, I'm like, I honestly, I want you to become a designer. I want you to get out there. I'm not going to fuck you down the road and be like, hey, here's the NDA. Like, so in the end, like, honestly, it was a great relationship. Like, oh, I love working with you. And I always knew you were going to go on to do great things. Um, you were just always had a vibe and you were so sure of yourself. So I really like that. This is that. a fact, by the yeah. way. Just so, like, she's not even blowing smoke <laughs> on me up. I was an investor in Hector. And, mm. and she, would, she told me about you at the time, yeah. being like, he's the real deal and everything. So it's not even just a blowing smoke exactly. up. Exactly. So, yeah, and that fashion journey was a one hell of a journey, to be honest. Um, I know you guys are in fashion, uh, but for me, it just, it, 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 it tore me apart. I think, I think it tore her apart yeah. because she didn't make products for herself. She yeah. made products for other people. I, I was designing for the six foot skinny, like, model when I'm 5'1", short and curvy, and I couldn't really wear my own stuff. And I think... You know, I met a lot of cool people. I was in New York, and no, one of the guys I met, I had dinner with Chrome Hearts. I don't know if you guys know the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he was like, why aren't you wearing your brand? And I'm like, oh, like, I didn't really have an answer. And he's like, since the day I started designing, I never have not worn my brand. And I was on the way out at the time. At that point, I was starting to really feel unmotivated about everything. And I realized one of my biggest failures from the company was that, I did not um, design clothing for myself. And so I wasn't the customer. And Nick is actually the person who taught me that you always want to design or build or create something for yourself because for if yourself. you're one customer, yeah. which you, you are, then there's going to be other customers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and everything I've failed at in life was when I tried to design something or make something for someone that wasn't so myself. Like, like straight up, every. I could go down the list of a ton of projects that bombed for me and they were always projects that I did for other, for, for other consumers rather than like me being the prototype consumer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was, my background software, I was in software for seven years. Wow. And yeah. Seven years long. Yeah. It, was, it actually went by <laughs> really so quick. Yeah. It went by really, really quickly yeah. to be honest. The last two were like, I this. mean, yeah, the last two were like that. And, uh, yeah, I had the good fortune of being able to exit that company. And when I exited that company, I had a two-year non-compete. Mm. And that led to, like, some serious discovery of what we were going to do. And in my last year of the software company is when I invested in Hector. And that's when I got to work really closely with Les. And well, we moved in with each other. Yeah. No, yeah. We moved <laughs> it's like, if I'm going to invest in your company, we're going to no, but work. A lot, of, a lot of people, like, think that the reason why I needed to have – this happened in one place and the condo that we're in right now is actually where midday squares and hector was 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 built no way. nice yeah wow. and, and this is a fun little uh fact that a lot of people don't know but if you google the legal registry 
of midday squares, you'll see that midday squares is actually Hector. It's the same company and the name was just converted to midday squares. Uh, okay. And so we use the exact same corporate infrastructure as, as Hector, which is for me, I hope will one day go down as a homage to entrepreneurship that no idea is a bad idea because a fashion okay. company became a chocolate company. It's so crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, so for me, I knew that. Uh, I Don't knew... lie. You just, you were obsessed with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's really <laughs> no, not no. true. You were obsessed with me. Really okay. it's <laughs> my dad literally told him, don't have sex with my daughter. <laughs> he literally said that. Man, I because I went to go. Way. I went to go tell him the situation because I'm like, yo, if I was a father of a daughter, like, I would, I would be like, who the fuck are you moving in with? Like, you're not just moving <laughs> in with someone. Anyway, we started dating five, four months. Yeah, but after. the point is, that I went to. But the I'll, I'll never forget <laughs> you. When I used to enter for her, listen. Yeah. I need her to move in because I gotta wake up at five work with her until I go to my <laughs> office, come back, and then work with her at night. And don't bullshit, that was the schedule for one year. When I was in China, one sleeping in year. China for weeks, my my employee, I had one employee worked out of the house, Sian, you remember Sian or no? Yes, yes. So yes. Sian is with me, he's the fucking best. And yeah. Nick would be sleeping in his room, it'd be like 1 a.m. I told Sian, like, you need to work through the night with me. And and Nick would literally be asleep, and Sian would be in the other room. It, working. Was, it, it was so whack the whole experience. But <laughs> moral of the story is is that uh, we realized we fucking worked really well together. Yes. Uh, yes. We were doing sales calls together. We pitched to uh, Barney's together. We pitched to Bergdorf together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were just flowing really Harvey well together. Nichols. And so when when that exit from my last company happened, and we had that two years, and Hector was ultimately done with, uh, we decided that we want to work together, whatever, in whatever capacity yes, it was. Yes. So we actually, before the idea decided that we just wanted to be partners and whatever that right. next step would be. Would be, yeah. Now, and not to expose uh, Leslie, but back in the day too, when I was interning, she, her and her friends would always gossip around your name. So it's beautiful. Don't try to protect yourself. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Beautiful I yeah. may have talked about Nick, but okay. He, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so basically, amazing. for one year, we played with a bunch of ideas. Tons. Right. And was wow. Jake was Jake in the picture yet? No. No, no. That was no we're going to get there. Like, Nick and okay. I would literally spend hours brainstorming. We actually, wow. like, how do you, what do you call it? Not A-B test. We launched, we didn't launch things, but we... No, we tried. We, we tried, tried, but we, we didn't show the public. But, like, yeah. we got things ready for launch uh, multiple times before Midday Squares was born. And um, we actually then, were in the... We were actually trying to launch a food product. Yeah, so then, so there was, like, <laughs> let's say... 24 months from exiting my software company to launch of midday squares, there was probably like five things tried. And the fifth one was a food company, uh, which wasn't midday squares. It was called morning oats. And we were trying to basically reinvent. I still eat a lot of uh, oats with hot water in the morning. And yeah. so we were trying to just kind of reinvent that space. And ultimately, we we weren't getting anywhere. No. It was like, we spent like three months on that project. Yeah, we were driving oh. around, like making the oats, bringing them to our friends, asking like, "Have this breakfast. Let us know your thoughts." And like, 
over it, it first it was really good and then you started really just getting like sick of it so we know that obviously you can't launch a product you know um but that you get yeah, tired of eventually. but i think we really also set the high standard that if we were going to launch a product it had to be 10x better than yeah. anything that was on the market right 100%. And, and and testing it with your environment of friends and family is is probably key at the beginning of yeah the, but can i tell you something reason? honestly with food yeah what's super interesting is food is probably the one area where I would caution entrepreneurs from letting a lot of people try because palettes are like fingerprints. Yeah. Right. And and no one palette is the same. So like that's true. Eh? You yeah. could be getting whacked feedback that's not necessarily factual. And so food's one of the one things I would say that you really have to rely on your own gut palette. feel for. And to bring it back full circle is make something that you think is fucking incredible. And that's really it. And mm -hmm. so after we decided that we weren't going to push forward morning oats, um, Nick was in the shower. I was making breakfast. No, but I mean, the prequel to the shower was <laughs> that my cousin, he's, uh, he's in the food industry in like a really high position. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he was sharing me with some data. And, and then I got this basically package that I was reading through and it, the light bulb went off that you had real chocolate, which was growing at 42% year over year, vegan protein growing at 36% year over year, both were billion dollar markets. And I was a consumer of these products. And I'm like, yo, there's not one company that's created a product that's a baby of those two categories. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a ton of people that were doing like vegan protein bars with fake chocolate. Which They're not good though. Yeah, and not even that good. And, uh, like, so, so, so here's, here's a, a whack thing is that midday squares had existed for a year already we just didn't realize that that was the product les was making this thing for fun for Whoa. like a, for like you for me yeah for a long time but we never had like this inclination that that was going to be the product that we were going to take to market and uh and then i got out of the shower that morning while i was in the shower i was like fuck that's the thing that we need to do like that's <laughs> that's what we need to do and we we're having eggs mm, in the morning the light bulb yeah, yeah, the, yeah like a yeah, really. He, come, he comes out of the shower and he's like, "I know what we have to do," and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" And he's like, "We have to like commercialize that product that you make for me." And I was, I'm like, "That's the fucking thing." That's. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can picture you right yeah. now taking yeah. the shower. I can picture you taking the shower and be like, "I got it." Guys, no, I'm gonna guys, run to make, to make it. No, if I that. tell you shit that has been conceived in the shower in this household, you guys. <laughs> no, 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 like, no. At, my, at our wedding. In my vows, I was literally talking about yeah. how I always walk into the bathroom and Nick's head is down in the shower, hot water, just like this. And I go 45 minutes an hour straight in, in the deep shower. thought. And like always calls me thought. in after being like, I have to tell you this crazy idea I just had. Like crazy <laughs> shit has happened in those showers. That's <laughs> where it all happens. Yeah, yeah. But more of the, so more of the story is November, uh, two weeks before our wedding. So we no, got married. After, yeah. No, two weeks before. We got married November 11, 2017. Yes. Two weeks before that is when we decided that we were doing Midday Squares full time. Yes. And now fast forward wow. one year, Jake joins the company a year later. Uh, so we Not went, a year, but in, in August, almost. Yeah, almost a year. And you guys almost launched. August 18 of that year, Jake joins. Uh, yeah. Did you July guys launch the product already? Like Say it again. Did you guys launch the product already at that time? No. Or was no. This so at this point. The making. 
we're literally after the wedding we're like okay let's go for it and then we spend we spend the rest of it until jake joins we spend the entire time developing the product developing it mm. for the market so like wow. we did a lot of cool shit. like we drove around to grocery stores all over we went to whole foods we walked the aisles we saw like what does the market want um you know we met with a shit ton of manufacturers yeah uh, we did all of our research yeah we moved we moved real wow. quick like we went from we went from a product that we were making in a condo to grocery ready in eight months yeah exactly wow. yeah wow. like and is it all produced uh locally yes we started in our condo and then we quickly moved out of the condo i'll tell you yo whoever I, I hopefully we never leave but this condo has serious fucking magic in it like there's <laughs> there's weird shit in the air because like wild shit has been conceived in here the energy yeah. so so when you're starting in your condo is it just you two like so it's it jake, jake and i so for no the, until jake joins it's les and i then we realize a lot of people don't know like but like jake and i are uh, sorry les and i are, are very introverted and a lot of people have this misconception that introvertedness is like you're not sociable it, it's 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 not the truth all that introverted means is we don't really like partaking in in large gatherings yeah. we don't like being in groups of people we right, tend to right. stay in the house a lot and uh we're pretty reserved in that sense so we knew that like if we were gonna make this shit bump especially in a food business where you have your you know the average grocery store we're fighting with 22,000 plus SKUs. Yeah. So think oh, about it. In, yeah. in an average grocery store you have over 22,000 products from oh. different brands. It's crazy. And that you're vying for attention for and so we knew that we were going to have to make this shit bump and no better than my brother-in-law Jake <laughs> who had literally spent a year developing this fucking brand called Chase and Hunter, which till this day, nobody knows what the fuck it was. All that people know <laughs> was that college kids across the country wanted to fucking wear the Jake shit. Jake was or... on, on, on FaceTime or video chat with uh, the Beanie Man. Who was it? Like all kinds. He, like... he was he was getting flown out, okay, to NFL football. Jake is watching. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to hang with, like, the NFLers were like, Yo, I need this guy to just come hang. GOT That's, was wearing it. The yeah, cast of GOT. Cast of, like, crazy. Wow, the point is, is that this That's guy, no, but like, I'm telling you, Jake is homies with 80% of the NFL from that project. Like, <laughs> on DM right now. Like, yeah. how? I don't know. Like, they, they just wanted to be friends with him. And so Jake yeah. knows how to like get a crowd's attention. He knows yes. how to bring people together and people want to come together and be around him. He gives off so much energy, so much happiness. He makes people happy. Like at the beginning, you wouldn't think it's like, Jake is it, it, one of the most person that can this, make me so happy. Just, yeah, so like Jake, I remember, uh, I'll never forget. Hello, and, Felicia. And we won't get too into this piece specifically because we're dropping a podcast on exactly this in like a week. Um, it's it's basically nobody fires me up more than Jake, and when he asked us like what his job description was, it was like yo, there is no job description, just fucking just be you. you. He's like, what does that what does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know. Go to social events, go to the gym, do shit, like just go, you know. <laughs> and and he's like, just has a personality for it. He struggled for it. Uh, he actually struggled with what that meant for like three months. 
Yeah. He couldn't grasp the idea. But when he did, yeah. it was crazy. It was lightning in a bottle. Like Jake's brought us all kinds of different people. His network from like has, is insane. I mean, it, it, he, he's friends with all the managers at the no, store. You, you guys don't understand. It, like, it's crazy. Like, we're we're meeting uh, Mark Cuban at the end of May in like a like like a, like a one on one meeting, because and that's because of Jake's network. I don't know how this shit. <laughs> Jake, like, so you guys knew right away that 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 would be like Jake's position into all of this. We call him the like, rover. Yeah, right. well, I, I saw it for three years happen, and I couldn't believe what the fuck was happening in front of my eyes. And at the same time, he was struggling to operate a business. And so we kept on meeting to like help, like, you know, I, w I just want to see him succeed. And what we quickly, quickly realized was that, wow, we should really work together. Like everything mm -hmm. that you can't do, we could do. And, and that, well, that's kind of like my relationship with Les too. Everything I can't do, she could do. Um, yeah. What's we're, wild we're, to me we is call like, ourselves the tripod. Yeah, mm. it really needs. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he joined August 2018, two months before we launched it. What's wild yeah. to me is like you guys all left your own projects to, to come and unite into it one. Was, yeah. It was, this is what I mean by, so we get so many like messages from people being like, wow, you guys are growing so fast. And I'm like, no, you, you completely are missing the point. This mm. was a decade of hers, mine's, Tim's projects coming together <laughs> in this fucking thing called the day squares, you know? <laughs> like that's 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 what it yeah. is. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, so we launched it August two thousand eighteen and, and the roller coaster has been a roller coaster ever since. Man. Okay, so you make the bars inside, the product's not launched yet. What's the next step of like getting a facility? Or what's like the packaging? We launched the product in the condo, and one of our biggest things was okay. We how did a lot we... before you go. Yeah. We did a lot of research. Sorry, one sec. We did a lot of research, uh, and this is a good fact for anybody that wants to launch a food business. You can one hundred percent launch a food business from your house or condo under the guidelines of the Canadian food regulations, as long as you have a secondary kitchen. Yeah. And so for us, the wow. first thing was, is do we have product market fit? Like, are people going to want to buy our product? Like, yes, we love it. We eat it. Um, but how is the market going to uh, going, going to like it? So we set up a second kitchen in the condo and we started we moved out all of the moved everything out. Like the microwave was literally on the balcony. Like you couldn't eat inside of here because chocolate absorbs smells. So like, even if I cooked at night, the next day, if, even if there's remnants of smell in the condo, the chocolate would absorb it. So the experience had, was fucked. The experience was crazy. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was, it was really fucked. And we launched, <laughs> we launched, and then it kind of it had this domino effect. It really took off. So basically, off. Jake had this idea of the only way we're going to make noise is to to define a story. And we all kind of sat around a table talking about what was the story that we wanted Midday Squares to be. And so it was authentic. And none of us are really like, we're all just entrepreneurs. Like when people ask me like what I do on my free time, it's like, oh, think of other ideas. Like I just, I geek out mm -hmm. and she geeks out and she geek. It's not like either, none of us are like cyclists or, you know, <laughs> fucking yogis specifically. <laughs> No, we do a little bit of this. Yeah. yeah, we do a little bit of everything. But what we were was entrepreneurs. Mm. And so 
we then were talking about fuck all this fucking like hustle porn that's out there and and, I, and and everybody's fed up of hustle porn. Like, oh, you gotta wake up. We just up, wanted to tell the story and so, of yeah. true entrepreneurship. That's and it. So that's and that's what's did. different about you guys. Yeah, because like, yeah. you look at any chocolate brand, it's yeah. just a chocolate brand on a they shelf. Do that. There's not a lifestyle, there's not a, you know, yeah. a whole thing. And our, our you guys are putting your face crazy. And now it's people but, but true, to It's guys. very important to dis distinguish it's it's not just even about the face it's the really the authentic story of building a company in front of we have audience members to you think about communities that have been with us yeah. since we were developing the product in our condo they then moved with us into a large kitchen and then they then went through the process of raising six million dollars to build a automated facility like we have audience members that have been through all of that with us Wow. And so that's, that's kind of, so, so once we had that idea, Jake's like, well, if, if the store is going to be about entrepreneurships and founders, uh, let's do something to double down on that. And then Les came up with the story of. Yeah. Well, no, it's just the, po the Polaroid. Right. Yeah, yeah. The Polaroid. This I is mean, what launched the company. For me that I'm like, uh, oh. um, if anybody buys the product online and doesn't like it, we're going to put a little Polaroid picture of us and the message is going to be, um, if you don't like it, call this number and we'll give you back the money. And then that idea turned into actually just a personal message from the founders. And so we started dropping these Polaroids and we started dropping, we started shipping samples. So this is, this is immediately what happened. Uh, a sample would be bought for 50 cents. Okay. 50 fucking cents. And we would drive it around Montreal. So we would, do production from the morning till about four. On an average day, we were getting anywhere from 70 to 140 orders, okay? Because it was 50 cents. Like, there's, there was no, com no commitment. But, like, at this point, like, it, I know it sounds like a little bit, so it was 140 times two, and because there's, there's two squares and one bar, but, like, we didn't know how to scale this thing. So we were making it in a small 8x8 pan that I used to make in my house. No fucking joke. She started, like, Three weeks in, I had we had to hire a masseuse to come at night to fix her shoulder. From, <laughs> no, this is a wow. real story, and the masseuse. I, I got 10 we minutes. have a masseuse to go on record to say that this is true. Okay, she would come at nine o'clock to like crunch the tendonitis out of her fucking shoulder so she can get. Because at one point, Les was looking at us, and we didn't have money to fucking hire people. And they like could make And Les is looking at me. She's like, I can't. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't roll anymore. I can't roll. Like, I, I literally I'm like, cannot roll. I'm like, okay. And we started getting back orders. Like, yeah. Well, we were, and we were fighting, and everyone was losing it. No, I'm like, like, but like, like, I'm like, you don't understand. Wow. If you don't roll, we're, we're, it's over. So, and so I'm like, what do you need to roll? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe we could try, like, cranking out the tendonitis that's happening every night. And so we literally had a masseuse coming every single time. But it didn't night. work. So we hired our first employee who's still with us today. Yeah. Wow. And um, then he, like four weeks Shit later, gone crazy. This there place, was eight people in here. It, it was, was fucking <laughs> crazy. Like there was cocoa powder everywhere. It, no, like, it was mayhem. It was mayhem. mayhem. My, the bedrooms were filled with shipping supplies. In and, retrospect, it, it, it was a, like a bad nightmare. Yeah. And then eventually, so what we did is we were, once we were There's people, people here all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, once we were in people, you go mental. We started using it. And from 7 a.m. to like 9 p.m., there was people here. And then we had a cleaning crew come in and do all the cleaning. And then we would be, eventually we just said, fuck this. 
This is so fucking crazy. I would be in my room with the fucking door closed and I was going mental just hearing the fucking cleaning people. And I looked at her, I'm like, I need people out of this fucking environment because I'm gonna put my head through a window soon. <laughs> and, and we were literally driving at 10.30 doing a fucking delivery in butt fuck nowhere, God knows where. For the, uh, for the samples. You stand on the 40 somewhere fucking, I don't even know, on a side street and I look at her and she looks at me and she's like, I think we need to go find a facility. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I start getting that anxiety inside because I'm like, we can't afford a facility. Rent and like, our rent, was, our, our rent was still $3,500 when you're still a startup. Like, yeah, and, and, and the bus, everything that we had to put into yeah. to get it going. So she finds this fucking shithole. I find this place <laughs> in literally one week. and Because it, you have to remember, the requirements were fucked. We needed a one-year lease because we knew we, knew we were going to have to get out of it. Yeah. So right. like nobody wants well, we to sign a one-year one year lease. lease. We needed we needed an actual kitchen area. We needed a proper warehouse zone. We yeah. needed some office space. Yeah. And so we found this place. It was a sh not a shithole. It was shit it was a shithole because. <laughs> but the truth is, it was amazing for it was what a beautiful we needed it was a beautiful in that time. And so I remember I found it, and then I literally told everybody in this condo, I'm like. It's Friday. On Monday, you will be starting at this new place. So, okay, so this is, this is what's fucked up about Les. Is this is <laughs> when we're talking about shit that I could never do. Is that she moved us out of this condo into a fully operational facility in seven days at that place. And when we received that lease, there was not a fucking thing in there ready for production. Yeah. So Whoa. she built a walk-in fridge a fucking wine gas pipe <laughs> I, I don't know how she did it. it's fucked but yeah, yeah. That, that, it was... that comes back to all the uh, certifications that she has yeah yeah all the <laughs> shit she knows I'm, I'm a big executor that's really one of my that's strengths. your that's your superhero yeah strength. it's my superhero strength like i'm able to execute shit quickly i mean i no, also like, built out our plan no but like whack shit yeah. i'm not talking like go 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 mail letters well, I'm look, talking like, even our investors didn't think we were going to be in our plant when we were the and we whole were, world you know? told us that it was impossible i remember the day of the opening january no february 2nd nick's like les we don't have to do the opening like just relax i'm like we are going to be open mark my fucking no, word no, because she does she does <laughs> things like this okay and, and, and we're, we're, we are getting a little bit off track yeah. on, on further so we'll, we'll stop about <laughs> i love it i love it Keep yeah going. but she decides two weeks prior to opening the new facility not the what the one that we we just built she's like we're making an opening party on the monday and i'm looking at her and i'm like are you fucked like why would you want to put why would you want to put a gun to your head and invite all these people? What if it's not ready? I did 200 She's hours. Like, no, 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 no. She goes, it needs to be ready. This is the only way it's going to get done. I'm like, okay, if you say so, you know. And I was delirious yeah. by the time of, by the time we opened the plant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys did an opening and invited like friends Sorry? and stuff. You guys did an opening for for the public. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. no key when people key that helped people, us get here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, we yeah. did like a ribbon cutting and everything. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. G, but yeah. So, so yeah, that's that. kind of it. We went from our condo to our first kitchen. And that and was 2018? That was 2018, yes. August wow. 2018. No, we moved August in. 2018 company starts. We move into the facility November 2018. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we stayed in that facility from November 2018 until January. Julie, you're, you're fucking amazing. Thank you. Appreciate that. Shout out, Julie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 
Oh fuck! It's Julie. I know Julie. I see her. I see Julie. I see her in the DMs. Um, uh, yeah. So and then we moved out of the uh, the shithole in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. February first, twenty twenty. Yeah. When did you guys start distributing your your products? Like when it, it came fully August. ready with the yeah. the brand new packaging. Oh, yeah. I know August. you guys went through a process of like changing the pro the packaging as well. Yeah. So when no, was like no. I mean. We did my like the product minor. that people know as Midday Squares today is Midday Squares since the beginning. Right. We've done minor changes on the packaging, but like no. But, but the original, change. you I don't know maybe because you saw one of our Instagram posts. We it took us a while to figure out the design, but then once we figured out yeah, the design, so. we've only ch ch adapt like changed a few things. But yes, the minute we launched this thing in August, we were ready. We had a website. We had packaging. We had yeah, a product. Like, that's, that goes back to the ten years thing. It wasn't any of us it wasn't any of ours this first time launching a startup yeah yeah yes. and so we just really knew how we want to execute right and go ahead i have a question for you guys a big question actually True. um i was looking to all these chocolate bars right and they all have something in common and it's the the format of the chocolate chocolate bar Yeah. I've never seen a chocolate bar that has a format that you guys have. Like the packaging. Like the, yeah, yeah, no, yes, the, the yes. whole, I mean, the whole thing, it's in a fridge. It's completely different packaging. It's, it's, yes. uh, it goes to, it's written actually, if you were able to see it on top of there, it's uh, anytime you find yourself on the side of the majority, stop and reflect. And so the whole idea before we launched the brand was how do we make something that Um, is completely out of left field from where everybody's trying to go in the grocery store. Right. Yeah. The beauty behind Midday Squares is it's not just a chocolate bar, right? Like you have plant-based protein, right. you have yeah. fibers, um, you have non-refined sugars. Everything's really clean. We don't put preservatives. It's vegan. It's non-GMO. It's gluten-free. Gluten yeah. Like it's literally the works. And so you're not just having empty calories or whatever you're having chocolate but you're getting function yeah and i think another thing is so many people like live in um in a box of rules that they set for themselves like i can't yes. tell you how many times people are like well no you're a protein bar like like who the fuck are you no we're not a protein <laughs> bar we're a chocolate bar and we have to have protein and fiber and who the fuck says just because you are formatted like a protein bar that you have to be a protein bar like you know midday squares is really our creative take on what a chocolate company would look like in 2020. Once I was eating your, your chocolate bar and I told Ben like, man, I'm not sure if I'm eating a protein bar. <laughs> bar. It's a yeah, it's a mind bar. Because it tastes That's like chocolate. It tastes like chocolate. chocolate. But, but it hits all the criteria, you know? Yeah. Like vegan, gluten-free, yeah. protein. So yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a complete mind fuck. And we also, <laughs> like, will be developing other amazing products. I mean, this is just the beginning of yeah. what Midday Squares will be. What's crazy, too, is that you guys focused on only one type at the beginning, like one yeah. uh, flavor. Was, so, was there a lot of progress into, like, finding that flavor at the beginning? Was that, like, a challenge for you guys? Well, because I was already making the product for Nick, no. But I think our right. goal is to, like, 
I think it's important when you launch something, like launch it. I'm not saying it has to be perfect, but launch it right. right and then yeah. the problem is a lot of brands like have multiple flavors, but the product doesn't really taste differently. Like they'll chase, change one component in the product, um, but it still kind of tastes like the other product or they'll label yeah. it something and it doesn't taste like what it's called, right? Like mm -hmm. cookie dough, like it never really tastes like cookie dough. So two wow. things that we always said when we started Midday Squares was the fucking name of the product better mm -hmm. be what you taste when you put it in your mouth. Right. To the point that this is how crazy we are about this shit, okay? Three weeks before the launch of Almond Crunch, we do a taste testing at our office with people that follow us on Instagram. And we had this conception that by putting um, crunchy roasted almonds in the top layer of the chocolate, that it would crunch, right? That, that was the hypothesis. And we had the taste test and the number one thing that was written in the taste test was, I'm not really getting the crunch. And you called the product Almond Crunch. And it was like, fuck, you're right. You know, we put it in our mouth and it's like, you could chew it, but you're not feeling that the crunch. Yeah. And so we're so fucked that we're like, wow, we can't call a product that doesn't have crunch. And it was three weeks. We had to like the craziest shit had to happen for us to bring in this new product, which was sorghum flakes. And the sorghum flakes had to be extruded in a certain way out of this one plant in the middle of fucking nowhere, California. <laughs> and no, the point is, wow. if we're going to call something something, it better fucking be that way. Like and 90% of what you see on grocery stores is not that. Man, and just, just walking in the office, too, for the first time a few weeks ago and just seeing the first functional chocolate bar, like just bold lettering, you know, I feel like that's just such a good quote to just kind of like uh, make you guys different and as an alternative to every other product on the shelf. So we see Ali Theodore on the comments. Shout out, Ali. So to give you, we only came up with the first functional chocolate bar uh, a year after launch because we were discovering what this thing was and we used to go and we used to do always like taste testings and people would be like, Oh, it's kind of like um, a chocolate bar, but it's also kind of like a protein bar. And then Ali nailed it that it's basically everything uh, a chocolate bar wishes it was and everything a protein bar is in. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of, you know, it's, it's those two things. And so at the end of the day, uh, Ali was like, why don't we call it the first functional chocolate bar? And, and, and we all were just sitting around the table and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it is. That's genius. So you guys have the product, you launch it, everything's on point, the packaging. I want to start talking about like just the, the whole documenting the journey with you guys. Because I feel like that's what kind of helped, like we touched base on that earlier, but that's kind of what helped you guys kind of build that uh, crew love community and just have uh you know just grow that audience so like can you take me Absolutely. back to like even when you guys like went to stores to to pitch your product you guys would document like the whole journey from like yeah. the bad the ugly and the so, good jake was really the like like we said earlier on the starter of like us documenting documenting the Everything. story yeah exactly so mm -hmm. he would always have his phone or he'd always be videotaping he'd always be like let's capture this he was capturing stuff non-stop Nick and I had to learn how to do it. It right. wasn't natural for us. Um, you know, especially even me and being a woman. And at the beginning, I really cared a lot. Okay, like, how do I look? Or is it a good angle? Mm. And then Jake's like, Les, 
if you're always going to worry about like reshooting things or like what angles like we're never going to get the story and so i was like fine like i was like it's hard for me though to not worry about the those things and he's like yeah but you'll get you'll get there and so we just kept putting ourselves out there we kept on posting videos and he was right eventually now it's like second nature to us like we're always video things we spent a lot of money on yeah yeah i think i want to touch on this piece um uh, we decided to spend no money, and this was actually very counterintuitive for me coming from like digital and everything is, uh, we decided to spend no money on digital acquisition of customers and all of our money is spent on producing original content. That's uh, what's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like right now, you had someone follow you around for like 24 hours or something? Yeah, we spend $160,000 a year on salaries to produce content now. Wow. And it's crazy. So like at the end of the day, Content is our number one thing. When we first hired our first videographer, um, everyone was a bit skeptical. It was like, oh wow, it's a lot of money at the beginning of a company. But we did it and um, there was huge, huge uh, reward from it. I mean, people love hearing about the story. They have an emotional connection to us. And it's bigger than that. We don't push, we don't shove our product down people's throats. It like our good. whole thing is yeah. like, just people are like, oh, how'd you come up with this marketing plan? There's no marketing plan. We tell the story. We're really fucking transparent. We get in a lot of shit sometimes. People message us, take that down. You post that, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> we don't care. We fucking post it. And, and we it's capture when you know we, you're doing something right. We, 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 we got in trouble at, I can't even tell you how many grocery stores we've gotten in trouble. Emails, if you do that again, you're going to be removed from the shelves. Like, yo, people no fucking, yeah, yeah. People wow. rip us. And like, we don't care. And because we do that, we have this connection with our audience where they're like, okay this is like there's so much bullshit out there right now like on social media in the world like it's fucked like people are so fake and the truth yeah. is, the squares is we don't want to show that like we have ups we have downs but we have good days we have bad days yeah let's get value to the product yeah yeah, yeah. What's funny it becomes like, bigger than just the product the chocolate bar becomes like, the whole like guys stuff. we're yeah. so transparent that like we haven't launched this video yet but like we let our videographer come into our therapy sessions, our business coach oh. service. Those sessions get so intense. They're the most vulnerable for us. And like, we're going to expose it because that's the reality. That is the truth. This is my husband. Right. Jake's my brother. There's a lot there. There's complex relationships. It's fucking it's annoying. It's fucking hard, you know? Right. So it, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's it's insane it's insane and we really invest a lot of money in just telling the story and we're going to continue to do that like we're launching a podcast yeah. we're going to be launching a Amazing. youtube series i just want to answer uh julie's question yeah. it's not that um it's it's we didn't have permission to film in the in in the grocery stores <laughs> uh, mentioned and the bureaucracy process was just too fucking long you know we just we just went in and filmed so that, that's <laughs> trouble. but then they'll come back to us and they're like well you guys are breaking sales records and it's like that's what you guys you know that's what you got to do and i think we're opening some eyes to different yes. uh like bureaucratic companies in the industry oh for sure yeah i feel, I feel like you guys change the game in a way and in, in a lot oh, of these companies that just you know they don't have uh you know that whole brand behind what would they actually do what they actually sell you know
Yeah, and exactly. And that's that's our goal is just to kind of take everybody on the journey. Like at the end of the day, we don't know what's yeah. going to happen with the D-squares. We don't know if, if, if we're going, if this company will succeed or not. But we want to show people what the journey actually is. And we don't yeah. want to be like how I built this by Guy Raz, where it's like, oh, you started something and you're successful. That's not the reality. That's, yeah. one, that's a needle in a haystack, you know? And so there's a lot of hard fucking work that has to happen mm. for you to make a dollar. And at the end of the day, there's zero guarantees. So yeah. it, entrepreneurship is a wild, wild concept. And I think mm -hmm. our number one goal is just to show everybody it's show bipolar. that there's no, there's no fluff here. It's bipolar. Yeah. Most bipolar profession you can get into. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's a good podcast, by the way, the guy, yeah. guy Raz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. It's yeah. just, it just, in it's my false. opinion, doesn't demonstrate the truth exactly. of the journey. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And what about the distribution of, like, did you guys have a plan of where you want to place your product on the shelf? Like, what's the whole kind of strategy behind that? Well, we, when we launched online and we got a lot of buzz, there's actually stores that reached out to us and nice. um, it kind of, I think, like, I, yeah, I think, I think that would be a big piece of advice I would give is if you make enough noise, your audience will request the product mm. and it will make the sales job a lot easier. But number two is it was that- It crew love too. It was crew love. Requesting us at stores. Yes. Right. Crew love got wow. us our first major account. Yes. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it got us our first major account and uh, they've pretty much got us all of our majors uh, when you go look into it. And what I mean by that, so is like, if you want to do networking on steroids, you must have some type of social presence wherever of an audience because like every person that's part of crew love knows like five other people and uh somehow like the whole network just kind of knows buyers and like they're like hey mike you got to meet this buyer you got to meet that buyer and i would say i would say every major account was locked through through one of uh one of our uh crew love gang yeah. can you get for the people that don't know on our side who what crew love is can you guys explain a bit about what that whole yeah it was you want to talk you, well, how did they come about too like it how, was how did you yeah it? so it was it was a summer that loud luxuries crew love it, it was it what's it called Crew love, I don't know, uh, I don't know. What's the name of the song? <laughs> yeah, I want your crew love. love. Oh, so yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud yeah. <laughs> Luxury was doing their thing, and Jake and I just spent so much time in the condo just saying crew love to each other, and then he started referring to, like, I don't know, you know when you get on Instagram, it's we always- We did a video about this. Yeah, but when, when you get on Instagram, it's always a bit awkward to, like, speak to your audience because there's no actual yeah, audience yeah you're not gonna break the eyes you know yeah and he started calling them crew love and then we all started <laughs> just calling them crew love then they started calling each other crew but love. it's a community it's and, our community and we're all just right. like part of crew love you know and it's uh it's just like i don't know it's, it's the way to refer to the yeah. to, to, to the crew yeah that's amazing body yeah exactly by the way guys you guys are so good uh breaking the ice it's crazy <laughs> every video how you guys hype it up it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, even the uh, the uh trade shows that you guys go to the events like the whole like just hyping the crowd up and making them like feel comfortable i feel like that's just such a huge part of what you guys that's do true. too like yeah I don't know. 
like the whole YMCA dance and we like to say that we're like we're chocolate factory we like to have fun chocolate is the universe any anywhere you go in the world like I was just in Peru and I was with some people that didn't speak a word of English and I was explaining them in with emotions like chocolate I'm like oh chocolate and like we just connected right there and then because chocolate is it's a universal language of just like happiness and like fun and so yeah I do uh, well because while you're talking, I am seeing stuff come in, and I yes. want to just bring up one point that's Jeez. super important for screens. Screens. So, I really do not believe in authentically, sorry, in in sitting down and planning to create a community. I believe that if you build a brand around who you are, the yeah. community naturally comes. Mm-hmm. So there was no grand plan of creating this thing called true love. It was not on a piece of paper somewhere. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a thought process. It just happened. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's because we, if you know us, our, we, number one, I'm, we don't take ourselves seriously. I'm so fucking tired of people living through life, having bad vibes um, because it's, it's, it's a short life and mm-hmm. uh and you just don't have time. I don't have time for that. She doesn't have time for that. And so naturally, it was this community that was built around this idea of like good vibes. And and back to what you guys were saying at the traders and stuff. That's Jake's thing. It's called pick me ups. And he goes around all over Canada and does pick me ups. And his thing is to wake people up. And so he goes into these environments where people are sleepy and whatever. And he literally puts on a song and gets people to dance. And by the end of it, people are, have energy, they're happy, they're excited. And so we do these pick-me-ups everywhere we go. And even though it's uncomfortable, it was uncomfortable for me at the beginning, I do it and it actually makes me happy. The, like the, the, It was so fucked. <laughs> this thing started off as this small- Rock and vegan, woo! Yeah, this thing started off as this small thing. And, and today we, like the request started coming in. We're like, I remember our first request was like Air Canada was like, Hey, could you come pump up our office? And then, it, yeah, no, we've done like Google, Facebook, wow. Wow. Air wow. Canada. Uh, the craziest one was we, we did a trading, uh, like bulls den in Toronto. We went to the financial district no before the bell rang for the day and they made us fire up the traders. And it was like the fucking energy was so nuts. It, it, it was too good. And it's funny it's, seeing them like first very formal, like just oh, very t- uptight. And then you just break them, you know? Break yeah, them well, because yeah. people just want to have, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it breaking them. It's just, okay, like we all naturally want to be silly, man. Like who That's the it. fuck yeah. wants to be serious yeah. all the time? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where is midday available now? Like everywhere in Canada, like where, what cities? Where is it kind of where could people no, it's, it's, it's I just updated uh, the website. If you go to our retailer locations, mm-hmm. it's literally uh, in every province across Canada. Wow. Um, and it's in pretty much all the natural stores. And, and uh, by the end of this year, it will be in every grocery store across Canada. Yeah. What I like what you guys do too is uh, you guys uh, put, put the numbers of how many bars you've sold to. So you yeah. kind of see the progress through the feed, like, you know, starting yes. at like, yeah, okay. 10K, we're dropping a big one crazy. too. So yeah. is that is it the one the one mil soon or what's what's? Uh... I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> but crazy. no, we're we're it's there's exciting things and um, yeah. it it's 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 a wild journey. It's a wild ride. For that's sure. For sure. 
And yes. it's still, it's a, it's a crazy grind. Like the reality is to get your product into places, to go through all the red tape and everything like that, it's a grind. It really yeah, is. So absolutely. just to give, uh, give perspective to everybody, the capital requirements to grow a food company are bananas. Um, mm. Our company loses on a net level after everything about $90,000 a month. Um, and, wow. and, and, and that is because of how much has been required to scale into a national brand. Um, but, you know, by all means, the bleeding hasn't stopped and this story's nowhere near being done. You know, like it's... Uh, Man. Now you guys are super inspiring, man. Just watching wow. Leslie too grow from you know the the clothing to this, and you guys uniting together. It's just a beautiful, beautiful story, and and it's amazing to see like the ups and downs of it too. You know, because uh, you just show the reality of things. And yeah. even as small business owners, we you know we we watch that and we're like fuck, like you know it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us grinding. So and yeah. I'll tell you right right now, this week's been a shit show for us. Yeah. 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 The, the sales For and everything, people, yeah. the whole thing's falling apart and it's yeah. like, and you're just trying to adapt. That's what it comes That's to. Not, exactly. I love what you guys have been doing too with the pump up show at, uh, on Instagram too. I feel yeah, like it's the I mean, it's, thing to, yeah. That, that's, listen, I, at the end of the day, we're just trying to, uh, we're trying to uh, do some like good vibes and I'm, we're really excited about the podcast. Um, yeah, you guys have to tune in. It's going to be good. The, awesome. We, interesting stuff. We're that's three... Amazing really dynamic people with really fucking strong opinions so <laughs> it's it's good, it's good. And, what's uh, uh is there a challenge that you guys have like working together sometimes how have you guys learned to like adapt with each other's uh personalities like i guess you guys learn and grow and communicate is probably a big yeah partnerships are not easy whether it's yeah. a friendship I mean, you guys know, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You need to have a lot of communication. You need to be like, you need to be willing to put in the work in a partnership. We see a business coach and, and if we didn't have this business coach, it would be really hard because like Nick mm. said, like we're all, we're all like three very different individuals with strong opinions. And, and look, it's, it's not easy to navigate three different characters, but yeah. you do it. And we put in a lot of work and um, money and money, you know, the money and energy, we, yeah, the money energy that we spend to show up and do two hour sessions with a therapist every two to three. And they're weeks. intense. Like you, you go in. I mean, it takes a lot out of you. It takes you know? a lot out of you is the dedication to the homework that's required to have a successful partnership. Yeah. 100%. I'm just going to stop it here. Uh, at one hour, it closes the live. But oh, my could, God. We want to join back. And uh, just do a Q&A because there's a lot of uh, okay. a yeah, question. Okay. Before we end it, we're going to just screenshot because there's a lot of uh, questions that came in. So we're yeah, just going to do, do, do it. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we have one question. It's uh, from MC Meanie. She said, yep. do, you, do you guys think you could be successful, as successful as you are without a high school diploma? <laughs> Nick? So, yeah. <laughs> I have really strong opinions on this uh, aspect. Yeah. I think this is what it is. You could be, in my opinion, successful at anything you want in life with uh, enough curiosity and determination. Mm. And uh, that's, that's the only, in my opinion, uh, deciding factor of greatness. Curiosity, curiosity and determination and eagerness to learn. That could be applied to academics. And so mm -hmm. if the route that you need, i.e. becoming a doctor requires academics, then your tenacity and curiosity and determination will prevail there. Um, one of the smartest 
uh, investors that I follow on uh, Twitter right now that's largely followed by some of the best investors in the world was pulled out of school at fourth grade and has wow. no formal education. And wow. so uh, her curiosity and determination is what made her that. So I don't think you okay. need a high school diploma to be successful. Awesome. Um, I had a question too. Where, where, where are you guys um, heading right now? Like what's the next, obviously there's a whole situation happening, but you guys had, do you guys have like future plans or a vision in mind of where you want to take this? Like, uh, I know you, you spoke about like taking it beyond just the two um, styles of chocolate bars, but you guys want to do other products and like, you know, what's kind of the vision for midday? I mean, the vision is to be the world's best functional cho chocolate bar snacking company. I mean, for us, you know, <laughs> to take over North America and uh, to really make amazing, amazing products. I mean, that's the reality is we want to change the function well, the chocolate game. Yeah, I think the goal is is for the brand to live long after we die. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, if anyone has any questions, just hit us up. They're going to be here for a few minutes. So Please, we're definitely up. taking over Hershey's. You've got yeah. it. Let's go. So we got one that I just pinned up there for you guys. It says, what future events after the quarantine are you looking to be a part of? Um, we honestly, we like to partake in events that, like community events, different fitness events. We don't have anything specifically planned. Um, yeah, I mean. I think the one criteria is that it's dope in the fact that dope meaning that the person behind it is putting in the fucking effort. This makes sense for the brand. Yeah, that we put into running midday squares every day. That's amazing. Greens is too good. <laughs> <laughs> any other questions? Any more, any more questions, guys? Hit it up. Let's see if we have a... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> What's the next flavor uh, launching? That I cannot Ooh. kiss and tell, guys. <laughs> but 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 it's 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 a good one. And, it's uh, really really good. I think to end, I want to end on my uh, on average outcomes. Yeah. So this is this is uh, if you guys would let me end this way. Let's do it. Let's go. Please, sir. It, it is your show after. But do you guys plan on raising more capital from investors in the future? Uh, right now, the company is well capitalized. Um, I'm always meeting value-added investors in the in, in the potential uh, event. So, if you know anybody that's value-added to food and or uh, just an epic potential partner, hit me up in the DM at uh, Midday Squares, and I'd be happy to speak with them. Amazing. Um, I How do you manage relationships between both of you regarding personal versus professional? Woo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't. You know, it's hard to. Uh, the lines are really blurred, right? Because we work seven days a week, uh, 15 hours a day, and there is no line at this current time. Uh, we do our best to try to- Macro and micros, talk about those. Those yeah. are important. Like, yeah. like in what sense? I think Les and I really start to realize that um, at some point, and this was taught to us, um, it's, it's counterintuitive, but in relationships, the micro arguments don't, oh, actually, yes. don't actually matter. Um, in the sense of who's right or wrong is not actually really the macro, which is uh, what you're trying to achieve as a company. And so I find some of, you know, the biggest, mm. strongest arguments happen over these really micro situations. And, uh, and by focusing on the macro really helps. And like the other day was a perfect example. We got in a fight during the day, but we happened to be quarantined. And right. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and then it was like the fight happened late in the day, and it was like seven o'clock, and we love watching good movies. And I was sitting in my bed, really mad at her, at the situation about what had happened. Yeah. Uh, from a business perspective, but I also just wanted to go chill and watch movies. And so I just walked in the room. I'm like, "Hey, uh, is I know it's weird because we just screamed at each other, but like I don't really give a fuck. We just watched this movie." Yeah, yeah. Recently, like working with our therapist, like our business coach, and like we've come up with this symbol, and this symbol essentially just means like that actually really helps. Yeah, the symbol's crazy. So like in the like in yeah. the moment of like a heated conversation or like. Where, where you feel like you're not losing speaking, yeah, you're not speaking the yeah. same language we're fixing it on the micro we hold the symbol up which is like i love you we're on the same page um we don't want beef let's just try to communicate this a little it's, more it's essentially throwing up the white flag saying yeah we're in this together so yeah. That's, yeah i used to yeah. do that with my mom actually and i do it with yeah. my yeah. it's super important because <laughs> no, you, you find yourself yeah. so heated sometimes and you're like yeah we're here not taking a salary, losing a hundred fucking thousand dollars a month, and we're screaming at each other—is that fucking yeah. normal? Makes no sense. Look yeah, it makes no pictures. sense. Yeah. Um, do you have a social media manager? We don't, but we have our content team. Um, so we're we have a up. producer, a story producer. Yeah, we have exactly. We have and a content creator. Someone else asked, "How big is your team?" We're twenty-two people. Wow! Wow! Yeah, That's including—I think it's including ourselves. <laughs> yeah, including ourselves, including ourselves. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it, what, what was cool too when I stopped by the office, it, there's a lot of young people out there, a lot of uh, young energy in the office. I feel like that's yeah, brings out a, a lot of good energy. yeah. It's just yeah, it's good vibes, man. Good vibes, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have good vibes, you won't survive in midday squares. Wow, that's that's it. Right. Yo, shout out Nicholas Tamaro, by the way. Nicholas, Go Nicholas. Yeah, shout shout out Nicholas Tamaro, Nick is uh one of the head procurement uh people over at metro and he found us so early mm. uh, we're talking like three months into the game and because of him we're now at uh metro and uh it wouldn't have happened without you nicholas so thank you very much much fire. Fire. We and, love it. and thanks for giving us a shot you want to wrap it up nick you wanted to say something yeah and everybody, honestly feel free to ask questions in midday squares is dm we answer Perfect. everything um, so I like always telling this simple thing and it's, it's for me, it's, it's the essence of everything is that in life, it is physically, mathematically, and physically from a physics perspective impossible to have an unaverage outcome without making unaverage decisions. And so what I mean by that is if we take a graph and we plot it out and we take decisions of people's lives mm -hmm. and we just start plotting them, what you're going to find is that a line is going to be created which is the median, which is the average, essentially, uh, if we're getting into statistics that could be skewed, but let's call it an average line is created that just goes like this. And outside of that line, you have different dots that represent unaverage decisions. Now, sometimes you're going to find yourself above the line or below the line. And that doesn't fucking matter. The point I'm trying to make is that it is mathematically impossible to have an unaverage outcome while making average decisions. And so if you are sitting there trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to do to get an unaverage outcome out of life, doing average decisions based on what everybody else around you is doing gives you a very low probability of having an unaverage outcome happen. And that's super important to like just think about all the time. Wow, Amen. Guys.
Amen to that. Thank wow. you, guys. Honestly, guys, thank you for for attacking yes. what's missing in the industry, in the chocolate industry. It's uh, the same thing that is missing in the fashion industry, so we can relate to that. Like, your product has value, right? And in the fashion industry, it's the same. Not many, like, brands have, like, value. It's only, like, clothes. 100%. I have so much respect for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Like, same for, for what you guys are doing. Much Super love. inspiring, guys. And just, you guys are awesome. Man. Honestly, thank you guys for having us. Cheers, and uh, we'll speak soon. Much love. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and, you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home, guys. Stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class discussions with the Dean. 94. Much love. Peace. Hey, yeah, who, baby? Yeah. Trying to figure out why you so rude, baby Girl, you got me lost, I got no clue, baby Let's go to the islands, take a cruise, baby I'm on the move, baby I'm on the move lately yeah. Trying to stack it up, get my whole crew sadies. Yeah, I don't hang around niggas, it's flu-gazy Yeah, but now you see how niggas buy the move, baby We on the move, baby, do what you do, baby Yeah, stacking that bread till we touching the move Shit up in action and split it in two, baby yeah. Car go fast and it go wrong, baby Hey, you just cruise, baby Hold this life in two, baby Start to fall on me. Hey, I hope this shit is real. I swear it's all on me. Hey, making hella money. Swear that's all I see. Hope you love it when you hear this. Working every day until we're stacking up the Benjamins. You ain't with the squad if you said that you ain't feeling this. Yeah, I got the drive and I'm trying to get it dividends. Hey, shit look way better. Huh? More chips, more cheddar. cheddar. I wanna see better. Huh? Got your bitch wetter. Hey, sweat it out. Yeah, who, baby? Yeah, trying to figure out why you so rude, baby. Girl, you got me lost, I got no clue, baby. Let's go to the islands, take a cruise, baby. I'm on the move, baby. I'm on the move lately. Yeah, trying to stack it up, get my whole crew sadies. Yeah, I don't hang around niggas, it's flu gazy. Yeah, but now you see how niggas buy the move, baby. We on the move, baby, do what you do, baby. Yeah. Stacking that bread till we touching the moon, baby Yeah, get all this shit up in action and split it in two, baby yeah. Car go fast and it go wrong, baby And you just cruise, baby Hope this life ain't trying to I'm alright, the sun is coming up I feel I'm in flight Unless you gonna save me only for the night Unless you gonna save me only for the night Yeah, yeah, ain't trying to I'm alright, the sun is coming up